It's great to be back with you today as we continue our study of God's Word. We're dealing with principles, biblical principles to live by. There are so many truths in the Bible that are life-changing, and we could never get to all of them, but we certainly need to get to as many as we can and over the next days. I just want to look at some of the different ones that really make a difference in our lives as believers. And I started one last Friday and just got going just got going on it before our time was up, and it's about how to know the will of God, how to find out what God really wants you to do in the big and the small decisions of life. And I had used uh, Romans 12, and I want to read that again because I think it's important to see that it's what we're talking about is coming from God's Word and just look at it again. Paul writes in chapter 12 of Romans in verse 1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Paul says, I want you to know how you can know God's will for your life. Now, some of you are struggling with big questions. Should I move to another city? Should I take a different job? Should I uh, marry that person? Should I do this? Should I do that? Something really big. Others of you are just dealing with daily decisions, decisions that are important for your family. What insurance should I pick for my car? Uh, What should I do about my house situation, or what apartment should I rent? Those are questions that you should just pray about and ask God's direction. And uh, But God wants to guide us in everything that we do. But there's one conclusion we have to come to, and there's one belief we have to have, and that is what Paul says here about the will of God. He says God's will is good, it is pleasing, and it is perfect. We talked last week about the fact it's good. God's will is always good. Sometimes it may be hard. Sometimes it may be difficult. Sometimes it may be much more than we would want to undertake in our own strength, and that would hopefully be true because we'd have to have God's strength. But it's good. And then the second thing that I want us to look at is that it is pleasing or acceptable. That means that if we obey God, if we do what God says, that his will will bring about peace, purpose, and inner satisfaction in our lives. You see, money can't do that. Oftentimes people simply make a decision based upon the money involved, whatever the situation is they're deciding about. And that's not, that's important. That should be uh, significantly looked at. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's not enough. It's not enough just to take a job because of the money. It's not enough just to move to a new place because of the money. We have to know if there are things we don't know about that situation. There are things we don't know about that job that God knows, and so if we ask him, he will give us guidance. So it's well-pleasing to God, and it can be well-pleasing to us. It's pleasing. God's will is pleasing. It brings peace and purpose and a lot of other things. But also God's will is perfect. Now, that doesn't necessarily, I mean, I think it means that it's without blemish or without fault, But it also means that it's complete, it's entire, it's whole, it's full. 
And that's the point of, of what it means when we talk about God's will being perfect. Now, this is what I think he's really saying to us here in this passage about being perfect. The will of God is perfect. You fit. For example, if God calls you into an area of vocation and leads you there, whatever it is, whether it's ministry or whether it's not, whatever it is, you fit. For example, my youngest son is in the medical field and he's a doctor. And when he began to believe God was leading him to be a doctor, he started focusing everything toward that. He fits. I mean, he does a tremendous job as a surgeon, and he fits, and he's happy, and he loves to do it, and it's a joy to him. It's a pleasure, and that's what I'm talking about. If we follow God's direction in the big things and the small things, we fit. It's, it's a little bit like, let's say you have a, a pen, that writing pen that you have in your purse or, in, or maybe you carry in your pocket, and when you take out that pen and you write with it, that pen is being used to fulfill its purpose. It was not made as an ornament to be in your pocket or purse. It was not made as something to take up space. It was made simply for one thing, for you to use it to write. And when you write, you fulfill the purpose of the pen. The pen is fulfilled. Its purpose is accommodated. And when you and I obey God and do what he wants and follow his leadership, we fit. We find the joy and the purpose of that. Now, one thing we need to realize, too, that God's will can be known. It's something we can know. I think a lot of people have the idea that, well, you, you'll never really know what God's will is. You just have to guess at it, and you just have to hope, and maybe, maybe you'll hit on the right thing, or maybe you'll find an answer to that decision if you're lucky. But listen to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Paul says in verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. I want you to be wise, Paul says. I want you to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. See, if you want to be wise, you have to understand what the Lord's will is. And then he goes on to say that we should be filled with the Spirit. And it's important for us to realize that we can be wise. And wisdom is really being able to see life from God's perspective. And oftentimes we only see life from our perspective. But God will guide us and, and we can know his will. And I think we need to start with that premise. Lord, I think you're more ready to reveal your will to me than I am to find it out. I think you're more willing to guide me than I am to be guided. Paul wrote to the Colossians in chapter 1, verse 9, Pray, I, I, I pray for you, he says, and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. We can be filled with the knowledge of his will. It can be known. And here, again, Paul says, prove. Be a living demonstration. Approve what the will of God is. And there's one key thing, though. Jesus said this in John 7, 17. He said, if any man is willing to do his will, he shall know. See, the willingness is the key. Most of us say, well, God, show me your will, and I'll decide if I want to do it. But that's not the way it works. You have to say, Lord, I'll do your will, whatever it is, if you'll show me, and he'll show us. But he doesn't show his will. He doesn't give his directions 
to people who just simply want to think about it or, or simply calculate it or evaluate it. He, he gives his will, he gives his direction to those who want to obey. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow. I hope today you just say, Lord, use my life. Do with me whatever you want to do. And he will. <laughs>